0: What's up everybody and welcome to Inside BKC, powered by Trendy Trippin. This is your girl Jams of WJMS Radio. I'm so excited to be here this afternoon. For those folks that don't know, Inside BKC is our brand new podcast where we spotlight all of the creatives that work in the two locations of Brooklyn Commons, that's Flatbush and Bushwick. And each week we go through and just talk to some of the people that are working within these walls. We connect them to some of the other people that are working within the space. We talk about what they're doing and what kind of help they can use from folks like you out in the community. So today I have special guest De- Dixon of bingewave.com and also untapped founders untapped founders okay got it so very very excited to have him on the show this afternoon Looking forward to talking about bingewave.com because I got a chance to check out your uh, website uh, before the show here today And there's a lot of cool stuff on there So I'm looking forward to talking about it But why don't you give the audience a little bit of a biography of who you are sort of where you came from and what brings you to the Brooklyn Commons Um,
1: Who am I? I mean, I guess yeah, I'm not guess. I am an <laughs> entrepreneur, serial at that. I've had plenty of startups in the past. I'm by trade a programmer. I taught myself C plus plus when I was around like 12 years old. Okay. I uh, went to college for computer science and business, and graduated um, with that degree. And have done since then to have a startups, some of my own, some some working for others. So that that's my background in a, in a nutshell.
0: That's exciting. So all right, let's talk about. We'll start with bingewave.com, of course. So. Talk to us a little bit about where that came from, sort of where the idea came from, and what it actually is for the audience if they're not sure.
1: Oh man, it's been through so many pivots. Um, <laughs> so yeah, startups—you know—they start out as one thing, but how you first—you know envision it is not how it actually goes. Today, we're disrupting movie theaters like Airbnb did the hotels. The high-level pitch is that every year, over four thousand films get produced. Only 100 actually make it in the movie theaters. Okay. And you're sort of forced to watch what you know the media tells you. You watch what you know budgets are going to tell you that you're going to watch. So we came up with a model that's saying, hey, you know, why not we actually show, you know, the rest of the 3,000 movies that I could produce in these alternative venues, places like Brooklyn Commons, and other growing spaces, or you know, around the country or community centers. And what we're doing is we're actually aligning films for releases up with certain demographic audience. So as an example, we can show like Nigerian films in a Nigerian community center. And we can actually charge, like, really low ticket prices, like $5 for them. And also make it, like, also more of an experience. You know, imagine, you know, a Nigerian film, but also you have Nigerian food at at the same time as well. So it's something the current system, theater system, doesn't do. And that's how we envision disrupting uh, movie theaters.
0: That's awesome. So it's sort of like a fully immersive kind of experience. You know, like you kind of surround yourself in the whole culture when you watch the film. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. And we want to, you know, give really, you know, more more diversity films, you know, because there are a lot of black films that, you know, never get through the light of the day, that are really good, but you just never see them, you No, know, more of the yeah. get out types, more of the of the Black Panther types, so we want to give those filmmakers the opportunity to actually showcase their films to the audience that wants to engage with them.
0: Yeah and I you know I feel like Jordan Peele kind of revolutionized sort of indie filmmaking if you will kind of because he was definitely like an underdog type of producer you know mm-hmm. being as though that was like his first film that he produced and then it became sort of like a cult classic immediately so I feel like he's kind of given hope to you know Folks that you're working with on a regular basis, to, that you know, maybe they too can get their, their movies to sort of go from the little screen to the big screen, or even just hit the big screen and, and go big. So, do you think that his, I guess, his rise to success, if you will, um, in filmmaking, has done anything to sort of change your scope of business, or has it kind of helped you guys in any way, or anything like that?
1: I think it's validated the point that you know, black people will go out and spend money on seeing films. Yeah, I, I think, that <laughs> I think like, Black
0: Panther was a very, <laughs> a very obvious uh, example of that, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: so, you know, I come from the startup world, and often I find that other demographics that don't pattern match, as they call it, typically don't get the resources and funding, but they're not believed that they're going to be a viable audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an example... You know, only one percent of Black and Brown founders actually receive venture capital to grow these big businesses. And just you know, a little bit of context: venture capital are people who basically invest in businesses to help them grow. So, as an example, Facebook, um, it got a, I think a few billion in venture capital to actually help it grow to the size it was today. Same for Snapchat, same for Uber. All these guys are backed by venture venture capital. So, you know, I think you know, Jordan proving that. You know, Black Panther can make money amongst a black audience. Help validate of what I'm doing and how I'm going to continue to disrupt um, the movie theater industry. Okay,
0: excellent. So, all right, you're you know, whenever you try and go against the uh, grain, if you will, or against the status quo, there's always a little bit of pushback. There's always a little bit of you know naysayers, if you will. So can you tell us a little bit about anybody who, or not necessarily person, don't name drop or nothing, but maybe you can give us some examples of some of the obstacles that you've had to deal with in getting this off the ground and some of the folks that were giving you a little bit of pushback in terms of moving your project forward?
1: <laughs> I would say for me, pushback is sort of like validation because the yeah. more you get of it, the more <laughs> you, you might be going in, 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 in the right direction. Yeah. So, you know, at first, the hardest pushback, not pushback, the hardest thing I had to overcome is actually getting the trust of filmmakers. Because typically in the movie industry, what happens is they give their films out to a distributor, mm-hmm. and the distributor often ends up not paying them, not paying them on time, the full amount. So people with film are actually very, very hard to get to say, hey, you can you can show my film and I trust you to pay me the, the, the right way. So at first I had to really earn their trust as far as, you know, I'm a person who, who will actually take do right by you um, as a business. So that was my first obstacle of, of getting back. And I think for the most part, people who push back, I kind of ignore at this point. I'm mostly yeah. focused on who's going to support me. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for so long that I've gotten pushed back from, from everything. So it's, it's more like either you're kind of with me or not, mm-hmm. a mindset. And if you're with me, then let's do this. If you're not, well, have a nice day you know (laughs) moving on
0: (laughs) yeah and I mean sometimes that's the hardest thing to deal with as an entrepreneur like you have to kind of have like a thick skin to be in these kinds of businesses because you're going to deal with rejection a lot like it's just a part of the game so it's good to hear that you sort of have like a, a good head on your shoulders in terms of letting it kind of roll off your back a little bit and not letting it sway you from what you're doing but let's talk about some of these relationships that you've had to cultivate with the filmmakers so why don't you break it down for us for the folks like including myself who don't really know how a film makes it from where from I guess inception to the big screen or to the little screen, what have you, but how do, you know, filmmakers work into this? You know, you said they're hesitant because of pay and things like that. So how does this work? Like does a filmmaker give you his film and then you get they get a kickback of ticket sales or like Man. how does that whole process kind of boil down?
1: So that's a loaded question. I know I'm sorry. right there because <laughs> you know from inception to a film to actually making a full feature is a long process that yeah. many filmmakers have to do a lot, and it's many steps. What we call like um, like, like pre-production, you know, p- pitching your film to filmmakers, writing scripts. You know, get, getting it funded, which is always hard. Oh, yeah. And then um, actually producing it. And then after you produce it, then you have to find a way to distribute it. Whether you want to distribute it through movie theaters, whether you uh, want to go the the video on demand route, getting it in, in the film festivals, hoping to get acquired or maybe picked up by a distributor. So there's so much that goes into that process. So we envision Bench Wave as being a pre-VOD service. Okay. What happens is most all films go to VOD, which stands for video yeah. on demand. Yeah. Uh, whether that be Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, you know, it's always some deal that, that's being being signed. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, filmmakers are often, especially minority ones, are at a disadvantage because they're going to take you. They're going to not give you what you might have paid to actually produce the film simply because you don't have validation. Because they have to say, hey, you know, we believe someone wants to view this film. That's why we're going to buy it and we're going to be you x on 4. So what we want to do is to say, hey, you know, you can show all these films and all these venues, actually earn ticket sales, actually gain val- validation, and then actually negotiate a better VOD deal okay. with, with okay. Netflix and, and other services because you have proof that people that people want, want to see, see your film. So we view ourselves as helping filmmakers negotiate b- better deals.
0: Oh, okay so that makes yeah that makes a lot more sense because I just was a little unsure of how all that, that breaks down so in terms of the Brooklyn Commons and, and bringing it back a little full circle here mm-hmm. what exactly do you do within the building here is this, is your office space located in here are you somebody who works with people within the space or you know are you um, somebody who sort of maybe films or, or makes your own films in the space like what do you do in the building I'm just going to be partnering with them on,
1: on this film series first reached out to them probably almost six months ago and they were happy to do the film stuff here okay so so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be around, you know. This fall, there's doing a, a lot of screenings come, coming up.
0: And how did you get connected with them in the first place? Like, what was your connection to the Brooklyn Commons um, originally? I just reach out. Um, <laughs> I, I like I, that. I, I have this thing where uh, I
1: don't care. I mean, the worst someone can ever tell me, I found is no. Yeah. So I just reach out to anybody and see where it goes from there. So I just reach out saying I'm doing this thing. You know, you want to work with me on it, and they said, sure.
0: Okay. Why not? I love that. This is very straight to the point. (laughs) No need to beat around the bush. I I do want to switch over to, you know, on the other side here and talk about um, the untapped founders. But before we do that, going forward for you with BingeWave.com, what are you looking for, if anything, um, as a resource here in the Brooklyn Commons? Are there any specific, you know, people, genres, companies that you'd like to work with um, or anything Um, that you're
1: looking for? I want to work with filmmakers that have shorts and want to get them produced in the future. So I have this idea in which we can um, potentially use validation to get your films funded. So that's what I'm looking to work for, um, work with.
0: And anything coming up on the horizon for Binge Wave that we should know about? Maybe any premieres or any communities are, that's going on or anything like that that you want to mention to the audience? Yeah,
1: we should be having our first premiere. We're having uh, something called Throwback Thursdays, where Thursday we're showing old films. And the first film is going to be actually Coming to America.
0: Ah, we have, have, okay. have a
1: throwback classic. Then we're nice. going to get into a few um, independent films you guys are going to like. One of them is going to be like a, like a, sh- a film on sh- uh, about shoes, Sneakers, the history, you know, what's happening in the industry. And then we're also going to have at the same time like a, like a shoe convention going on here. We're going to invite outside vendors to come in and, you know, try on shoes, you know, see new styles. So, okay. Yeah, this is all going to be coming up in September.
0: Okay, great. That's perfect. What's the contact information for bingewave.com? Where can people find you and follow you on social media and all that uh, good man, stuff? You
1: can just um, email me at ddixon at bingewave.com. That's right. D-D-I-X-O-N at B-I-N-G-E-W-A-V-E.com. And I... I probably I, I respond.
0: Okay, great. So mm-hmm. let's switch uh, gears a little bit. You know, there's another sort of endeavor that you are spearheading, if you will, and that is the untapped founders, right? Yes, that's <laughs> also cool. So fun. let's talk a little bit about that and give the audience a little bit of a description of what that is and what's going on oh, with
1: it. Oh, man. So this is, this, is, this, is, uh, this is a really fun project I'm working on, too. Basically, as an entrepreneur, I found that a lot of what black entrepreneurs lack is a, a strong network. Mm-hmm. Um so we I created this organization that focused on on helping on having black and brown founders help each other move forward to do things like make warm introductions to um give each other advice and feedback because the the goal is if we can help each other out and you know come together as a collective, then there's nothing uh that that we can not accomplish
0: that's so dope that is super duper dope so I feel like and I've said this before that this generation doesn't know how to network very well. Like, they go into these events and they're like, what can you do for me, what can you do for me, what can I get from you, what can I get from you? You (laughs) know? Yeah, and and, and it's, it's weird, like I'll get into the millennial thing too, but it's weird because, you know, that's not the point of networking. You know, sometimes when you go into an event to network, you may come out of there without having actually gained anything, but you might have been a resource for somebody. And that has to be okay for you. You know, yeah. like you have to be okay with not necessarily getting something out of somebody, but providing somebody with a resource that you have direct access to. And I feel like nowadays, we just don't do that. Like we're just in the very selfish kind of mind frame in terms of networking. So how do you sort of facilitate these warm connections that you're making with people and, and so that everyone's getting the most out of the relationship and it's not sort of a one-sided thing?
1: Well, first you got to be like a little empathetic towards our generation when it comes to networking because who is actually teaching us of how to network? You know, <laughs> this is one of the issues that we're trying to tackle that a lot of People who are successful, you mm-hmm. know, they come from backgrounds in which they're taught how to interact with people, how to like make connections, how to, yeah, basically, basically, um, be be successful. And you know, coming from our backgrounds, you know, we. A lot of us don't have parents who are entrepreneurial mm-hmm. or who are um, you know in high positions such as like VPs of like large companies so we don't get that kind of exposure yeah um, I've also found that a lot of the older generation doesn't take time to get back either <laughs> um, which is a whole separate issue on um, why the young generation um, wants to actually really do this this goes into sort of how I started Umtap and how much it's grown and it'll show you why like as a generation we really want to network I started this back in March okay. March um, yeah, March this year with 8 people we all sat down. We all basically pitched each other our, our companies. But when we pitched, the idea was to say, "Okay, this is your company. How can I a make a connection for you and b give you feedback to help you go forward?" That's everyone yeah. in the, That's that was the mindset in the room, and okay. that, that mindset I got through another organization I'm part of called Dev Color, started by a guy named McKende. Um So but Dev Color is an general black engineering organization, We're black engineers, they help each other out. Okay. So we had this first meeting back and watched eight, peop- eight people. Then the next one I did was in April. And to this event, without any marketing whatsoever, I got 60 RSVPs to the event. Nice. 60. Eight to 60. And so that's actually when I reached out cold to um, Michael Seibel. Okay. Seibel is the CEO and founder, uh, not CEO, he's, he's the, he's the founder, founder, he's the CEO of Y Combinator. I'm like, hey, Michael, does YC ever sponsor an event? Um, and he's like, no, but what do you need? I'm like, I need $200, like maybe to cover food. Next day, I get a PayPal for $1,000. No, no no, wow. no, no questions asked.
0: Did you already know this, gentleman? <laughs> no, or?
1: no, reached out cold. <laughs> like, wow, like that
0: never happens,
1: <laughs> right, right? But that's okay. what I'm saying. Like, you just got to reach out and, see, and and see what happens. Yeah. You know? So he giving me $1,000. So I took that had the event now I did it the next time again in New York Then I took it to Philadelphia
0: okay, and great. I took it
1: out then to San Francisco again we got the 90 RSVPs I took it out to LA last month and now we're at like 160 RSVPs nice. so every, every single month it, it, it's been actually growing and I think that goes to show that millennials especially minorities they want to network but they don't have the community out there that actually supports them so yeah. that's why they gravitate towards this brand so much and, you know, we focus a lot on you know, breaking into those groups and teaching people um, how to first ask for help. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they they fear asking for help because they either feel that, you know, they're, they're vulnerable, that they should know what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, that they're embarrassed, they have too much pride. I have some people who say, yeah, like, I don't want to ask for help because I feel like I'm going I'm to owe somebody that. And it's like, well, you're holding yourself back because you know if you're not going to ask for help, guess what? Your, your competitor probably is, and, 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 and they're probably they're getting the they're probably getting it. Yeah. So we focus a lot on having that culture of both asking and giving back to each other, so that people can move forward together.
0: I love that. That is like, <laughs> man, high five. That is such a good idea. You know, it's it's so refreshing <laughs> to hear about. Us connecting, you know what I mean, and connecting mm-hmm. in the right way, mm-hmm. you know, just not for selfish reasons, but just connecting on a, a level to help each other and to mm-hmm. genuinely want to see each other move forward. It's so amazing to hear that. So, mm-hmm. in terms of Untapped Founders, what's next? So you went to Boston. I mean, not to Boston. You went to Philly. You went to New York. You went to LA. Mm-hmm. So what's the next location? Our next
1: event is going to be in New York at the Uber headquarters. Okay. So we've managed to do stuff at um, Airbnb headquarters, Uber headquarters. So we're going after all the big venues. And how and are you
0: securing these venues? Like, is it you just reaching out again cold I, I, call? I just I just ask. Okay. Uh,
1: I reach into my network, and I'm going to say, hey, um, does anyone have a connection here? And I typically get a connection, and I, or else I just ask. Great. So, yeah, every place I've had it at, I have not paid for venue hosting yet, because I simply just ask, hey, can you have this diversity event? And people are like, yes, you know. Yeah, they like hearing that. Come on through. Yeah. So, yeah, the next event that we're having, it's going to be in New York. It's going to be about... Pairing engineers with entrepreneurs because okay. everyone has a product to build And everyone has the tech talent behind it So we can co- we compare, you know, black engineers to black entrepreneurs Oh my god, that's um, amazing You know, <laughs> we, 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 can get, we can get a lot of stuff done You need a radio
0: um, station to broadcast from? that day? Because I got you, just let me know Like, I will bring my equipment and we'll broadcast come for Come
1: through, and we're happy to have you Yes, definitely
0: I'm not even joking, give me that contact <laughs> information And the date of the event and I will be there, like, ready September to go September 13th Alright, sounds good um,
1: So so yeah, after that, you know, we want to go down to now Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, you know, we have Texas things would be that good we're too. trying to do. Yeah, I've heard Texas is kind of like people are there, but they're all all this spread out. To yeah. Bring, bring them all together.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. definitely. I think I'd, for some reason when you mentioned the locations you have been to, Texas came to mind like that. Mm-hmm. It would be a good spot to, to host something like that. But yes, yeah, so I think that would be really cool. But where can people get in touch with you or, you know, just get involved um, on any level with the uh, organization?
1: Um, just simply go to the site, click register, and we'll get your email. Okay, and uh, we and we do respond.
0: <laughs> That's important. Like that is very important to say. Like we do answer you because you can send a million emails out and get like four back, and you're like, this is wonderful. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's good to hear that um, a company actually pays uh, attention to the emails. I, I can
1: give sales advice on that. Yeah, like it's. I always say, "Hey, you didn't respond yet, but I'll be back next week." People tend to respond when I'm on. Yeah, <laughs> I like, say that. It, that reminds
0: me of uh, Brown Sugar. If you saw that movie, where mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm gonna be here." every week until you put this here demo in your rotation. <laughs> like you gotta be, you know, consistent about it and you gotta make sure that you're staying and on people top. people realize it. you're not going away. Once yeah. you face up and it's
1: like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like all right, let's all right,
0: let's talk about it. Um, all right, well listen, Devin it's been really, really wonderful having you on the show. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that you wanna share with the audience before we close?
1: Not really. I mean I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. You know, we love to have you at, at, at our next event. Uh, listen, yeah. to, I'm going
0: to be in your inbox every week. <laughs> like, listen, I will be there. I promise I'll be there. So.
1: Um, Yeah. And you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you want, you know, support, you know, come out to, um, you know, Untap Founders events, we're happy to have you, happy to connect you with other founders, not only here, but across the country. Oh, I forgot to mention too. <laughs> um, really cool with Untap Founders is we're actually now making connections with VCs who want to support diversity. And we're becoming sort of like a clearinghouse saying, hey, you know, you should look at, you know, this startup here because I think they're worthwhile in investing in as well. So we're not just networking, now we're trying to get you get you funded. So definitely come out. And definitely check out Benchwave if you want to see you at our upcoming screenings that we're going to have. Come support other black and brown filmmakers out there. And yeah.
0: All right, excellent. So, Devin, one more time contact information for both you and all of the ventures you have going on right now.
1: Uh, just D Dixon, D D X O N, at Benchwave.com.
0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first Make sure you check it out, and if you're an entrepreneur Make sure you get involved with this young man He's doing wonderful things out mm-hmm. here in the community Shout out to the folks behind the scenes that help make Inside BKC possible Shout out to Trendy Trippin, of course, and to Joanne And shout out to the folks that listen to WJMS on a regular basis And make me part of your everyday afternoon I appreciate you guys We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Inside BKC With a brand new creative who's working right here in the building So make sure you're here Keep it locked for those folks that are interested in more information on and what he's doing we will drop that on the youtube page for trendy tripping we'll drop it on wjms as well so make sure you connect with us so you can connect with him as well we'll catch you guys next week stay tuned